warm welcome to I'm a GP in Tower Hamlets, our community health podcast series created to help improve communication with our GP teams. We know how busy you are, but hope this will be a fun and useful way of connecting with you all. I'm Dr. Alex Harborn, Clinical Director. And I am Alex Adair, Lead Therapist. And together we'll be hosting today's episode. So today we're talking about our care navigation service with several experts, including colleagues from the team. Andreas, Arasanya and Frank Holly. Uh, some local residents have given us some feedback about using the service. And we have Dr. Selva here, a well-known GP from Tau Hamlets. So first of all, it's over to Alex Adaya, who is introducing our first guests. Welcome CareNavs, Fran and Andreas. Please can you introduce yourselves to our listeners and then explain what led you into this role? Maybe Fran first and then Andreas? I started my career in in the private sector, but ended up going into daycare and I was a carer for my own mum for many years. And a job opportunity came up into our Hamlets and um, that was 20 years ago. So I'm still here. Um, my name is Andreas Oresoya, and I'm the lead care navigator for the community health team. What led me to this role, uh, to this role 15 years ago was um, I had to look after my nan when she was very ill. Uh, then through that process, I could um, everybody that came around, like the carers and everything, kept saying, "Oh." You have this knack for looking after people. You have this caring act. Why not follow your passion? And since then, I've been on this line. Fantastic. Thank you for sharing. Fran, can you tell us how the Care Navigation team started all those years ago? Yeah. So um, in 2005, we did a small pilot project, which is when I first came to Tower Hamlets. And the idea was then to go on to the... um, uh, elderly care wards that were here at Mile End Hospital um, and we would get to know the patients on the ward and start talking and working with them around discharge and then the idea is when, when they were discharged home we would follow them up at home for sort of eight to twelve weeks at home and what we realised was that we were able to reduce bed days, we were able to reduce readmissions into hospital So the idea then came about that we would expand that into the community and actually work solely in the community. And I think the community work started probably two years later, so about 2007, 2008, somewhere around there. And we've been going ever since. Um, We've had different names. So we started out as pathway coordinators, then we became case managers, then we became care coordinators, and finally we're at Care Navigation, and that may be changing again, <laughs> just to let you know. Um, so, but but fundamentally, the basic work that we do is very much the same as we did back in sort of two thousand and eight. Um, we've just tweaked it a little bit to suit the the you know where we are in our hamlets at the moment and the needs of our population. Thank you, Fran. That's um, really amazing to hear the journey of the, the service to date, and we look forward to hearing the updates about um, where the service is going in the future. But for now, can you give us some examples of the types of patients that our GPs should refer to you in a care navigation service? Right. So we do have a criteria, um, but it's a very flexible criteria because we're like that. Um, So we're looking at high intensity users of acute services um, who don't actually meet the threshold necessarily for social care intervention. 
a lot of the time with this, you know what it's like if a, a, a patient is seen by 101 different healthcare professionals, whether that's outpatients, whether that's um, GP services, primary care, secondary care. So our role in that would be to, to help to, to navigate, if you like, the, the patient through that journey with and coordinate those services and keep the, the, the patient at the, the centre of all that. And particularly around people with complex health and social care needs, that could mean anything from somebody who's got two or three long-term conditions, perhaps lives alone, unable to really sort of, you know, lots of clutter, unable to do housework, that kind of thing. And all those things have an effect on a per- person's, not just their, their physical health, but their mental health as well. So we'd be um, able to go in and, and work with them for a period of time to try and help them to to learn how to, to self-manage. And sometimes the reality is that we can't change a person's life. Um, it, it is just the way it is, but that's our role is to is to support that patient as much as we possibly can. Um, if you've got any patients that are frequently DNAing, I know I know you GPs don't like a DNA app, well send them our way and um, we'll see what we can do to, to, to get them back back popping into the GP surgery again if possible. And again, a lot of it is that people experience a crisis sometimes in their lives. Um, it may be anything from a bereavement through to a fall. And those effects on people um, can have, you know, long lasting effects, physical, mental, that kind of stuff. And, and again, our role there would be to go in and support them and to find ways of of helping them to feel um to, to reduce some of the anxiety, I suppose, that, that's the way. And, and, and reduced anxiety, we know, goes a long way in helping a person's physical health. The bottom line is, if you're in doubt, give us a ring or, uh, yeah, go onto the, the website and, and um, get in contact and we can always discuss a patient with you. Thank you, Fran. And I think the, re- the website that you're referring to there is that I am a GP in Tower Hamlets. We have to get it in there somehow, don't we? Um, so do have a look at it because it can tell you more about all the services that we run from the Community Health Service. I'm going to ask Andreas our next question. Andreas, tell us the best thing about your job that you, you get to do. Uh, the, best, <laughs> the best thing about uh, our job is seeing the improvement in the patient's care through the journey seeing them from the start when they really need help and seeing them at the other side, um, you know, making comments like, oh, you are like an angel angel sent to me. Um, Just looking at their journey so far, seeing their life change from them not being able to do anything, from them becoming very, very independent. That's, you know, the changes that happens to patients life that's the best thing about this job yeah it's amazing and the smile says it all i wish everyone could see on the other hand though what is the most challenging thing uh the most challenging thing in this role is we have to rely most times we have to rely on other professionals to do their job and also trying to get other professionals to see where the patient is coming from because it's kind of because of the remit of the um, because of the remit in the patient um, in the professionals take um, the there's there's some slight differences in other yeah, criteria and the patient might fall that so the major thing I would think is you know we rely on other professional to do their own job and when they're not doing it 
and taking us also serious. We've done the assessment, we've done everything, passing it to them, and then taking our words to say, okay, the patient really needs this help or support. That's the challenging bit, you know, relying on other professionals to do their job yeah, for I've, the patient. I've heard you both say that many times over yeah, the years and, yeah. and supporting the care navigation service. And I think it, it strikes me that you're really lucky. You've got the, the time privilege to be able to get to know and develop that rapport with all of those people that yeah. you go and see. And I think that's a really special bit about the team. And I think that's why possibly why you get such wonderful um, results. Yeah. yeah, and I, I think, Alex, I, I just wanted to come in there and, and I think you, you talked about the time. And one of, one of the beauties of the role which is so different from other healthcare professionals, is that if it takes an hour, two hours, three hours sometimes, if it takes all day in a patient's home, talking to them, getting things done, that's how long it takes, takes and, and that's what the, the team will do. We don't, we're not limited to 15 minutes here because we have to go and see you know, 23 other people. We time it so that what you need, if you need us to be there for three hours, we'll be there for three hours. Um, if you only want us there for five minutes, that's fair enough as well. But I think, and that is the beauty of it, because it does enable us to to build that relationship with the patient. And I think it works because, and I'm going to say this, get it out there, that this team is full of compassion. And that's why it works. If they didn't have that kind of compassion, I think it would have, it would have folded many years ago. So I just wanted to say that. Thank you, Fran. I think that's such an important point. My last question for you both today, uh, maybe Andreas first and then we'll come to you, Fran. Do you have any top tips for our GPs when making those referrals to, to the team? Oh, yes. Um, basically, the top tips I'll give to the GPs is um, when they're making a referral to the care nows, uh, not to make other referrals to other similar um, agencies like social prescribers so that to avoid duplication and also try to um, manage the patient expectation because uh, each time that we go to see patients, oh, the GP said you're coming here to sort all my problems out. Welcome. So it's kind of, you know, managing the expectation and also um, not duplicating referrals because sometimes they refer to the care navigator, they refer to social prescriber, they refer to the community connect, and we kind of do similar jobs. The only difference about our roles, we go and see the patient face to face. So clear, accurate referrals yeah. without overloading Indeed. people's expectations is your top tip. Wonderful. Yeah. Thank you. Fran, do you yeah, have anything I mean, else to yeah, add? Yeah, so very much what Andreas said, but also, please, dear GPs, if you want us to do something, tell us what that is. Don't just put person needs help because that is very vague. And, and and as good as I am at triaging, that's kind of throws me. So I'd really, it'd be really great if, if you could, you know, just give us a little bit of indication of, of what the patient actually needs from your understanding. I mean, it, it, we've often found that a GP will request one particular thing and then we get out there to see the patient and there's 101 other things going on that they've not actually shared with the GP and that's fine but some indication would be really helpful. So it's really not wanting to have the needle in the haystack problem here it's really be as specific as you can and we will do our best with the information that we get given. Yeah that'll do. Thank you both very much. Thank you. Um, I'm going to pass over to Dr Alex now for you to hear from our next expert. 
Yeah, so we do like to include uh, patients in every episode. And today we have gathered some recent feedback from our patients who have used the Care Navigation Service. And I have to say, we've only looked at uh, feedback from sort of the last few weeks and months, and we've got a lot of positive feedback. I would be here a long time if I read through it all. So I'm gonna pick out a few sort of key quotes from our patients um, who've used the service. Uh, and this one actually mentions Andreas. So it's very fitting for today. Um, uh, Andreas has been very good. Service is 10 out of 10. Whenever I need help with something, I can contact Andreas and he will always get back to me. He also sometimes pops in just to check on me if he's in the area. If I need help with something, I can tell him he will help or tell me who to contact. Whenever I'm worried about something, he reassures me. That's lovely feedback for you there, Andreas. Well done. Great work. Um, someone else said, I don't know what I would have done without my care navigator. He was so sympathetic and compassionate. I will forever be in their debt. And then another comment, you're doing more than you know. I am truly blessed. Wow, incredible feedback. Um, so thank you so much to Fran, Andreas and all the care navigators uh, for the incredible work that you do. Uh, you're greatly appreciated in Tower Hamlets. Um, so thank you. And um, so we're moving on now to our final guest um, and someone that I know well as a, a colleague. Um, it's Dr. Sal. Is that okay, Dr. Salva, to call you Dr. Salva? Absolutely, that, yeah? absolutely, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> Tell us about yourself. Yeah. Um, so I, I am a GP just down the road in uh, Bromley-Barbeau, just a mile away. And I've been here in Tarhamets for about um, 10 years. Um, and we're part of Bromley-Barbeau Health. And just uh, um, hearing... Um, uh, from our community navigators, it, it's uh, the care navigators. The compassion and angels in disguise is absolutely something I hear from patients. Uh, I, I could tell you a story. When I first started in Tower Hamlets, um, I was visiting a patient every week because um, mm. the family kept calling every day saying, uh, tracheostomy isn't working, the blood sugar's all over the place. Uh, I haven't heard from the hospital doctors. Uh, and I was going every week and someone said, have you thought about care navigators? I said, what are they? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so um, I referred. Yeah. And with, within probably about two, three weeks, didn't hear from the family again. I was worried, what, has something happened to them? And I called. And then this this is actually Andreas. Um, so it's, it's basically, they said, things are sorted. Uh, so just we'll let you know when we need you. Felt a bit let down, but... <laughs> <laughs> And there's so many patients. There's, this isn't just patients with ongoing complex needs, but also patients at the end of their life. Mm. Uh, you know, they, they are the ones who need us a lot. And, and lately, general practices are doing 20% more than they used to back in 2019. So mm. we're very, very stretched. And, mm. and so it's really grateful for our community colleagues here. And then, you know, we know this is a very deprived borough. Mm. Uh, more than half the population... Uh, live in poverty and social housing. So to have a service like this that can actually, they can reach out to and can help them navigate to various services. And, and there are lots of services and we can't know about all of them. Mm. So that's that's one of the really important things. Uh, as a GP, I've got 10 minutes. And yeah. um, so, but one thing I have taken away is I will do right, I will write more than, please help this patient. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, absolutely. So, so, uh, yeah, uh, to be as specific as possible, and um, sometimes when you look at the form, you do. There's lots of options there, so you kind of end up taking all of them. And it's really helpful to know that um, it's, it's really important to be specific about the service we're referring to and what help we're uh, 
actually expecting from our care navigators. Uh, but overall, the experience has been for the last 10 years has been amazing. And, and we also have regular MDTs uh, within our practices. So the patients that are discussed, so we're fully aware of it and we share the same um, EMIS platform. So if I need to know what Andreas has done, I can just click on uh, EMIS and it's there. Um, so uh, I would say absolutely, let's carry on working like this because most of the care is delivered in the community. And this is where, if you want to actually sustain the NHS, we can have to really focus and strengthen community care. 100% agree with that, so, absolutely, Salva. Um, so we do sort of suggest for our reflective GPs who want to put this on their CPD, we, we have three questions like, how did it make you feel? Um, what did you learn? How did it change your practice? You've kind of touched on that already. Um, I thought I'd just bring in something, just a reflection that I've had during this. Um, how you both mentioned that you went into this role because you were both carers yourself. And obviously the role is a care navigation and you said how compassionate the team is and that really came across to me that this is um such a caring role and that you're both obviously such caring individuals um and also it made me reflect on how me and dr silver um i know personally i went i became a doctor because i wanted to care for people i wanted to help people and it's frustrating sometimes when we don't have the time we, we can see the issues we can see the problems and not being able to fix it or make it better. But to have colleagues like you who have a bit more time to take that holistic view, it's it's gold dust, it's a blessing. Um, like one of our patients said, you are a blessing. Um, and it's great to know you're there to provide that for our patients. So it's one team, isn't it? Absolutely. As doctors, we can't do everything. No, no, absolutely. And, and, and our patients often need advocates. Uh, mm. and, and, and I've seen care navigators actually act as that to help them Despite the, the best will, NHS is a large organisation. It's got lots of runs, lots of services. So often it's hard to know, where, you know, who to turn for help. And mm. so, and GPs have been traditionally the port of that call. Uh, but um, there are better people out there to, to actually help help the patients with, with, with much more connections. Uh, so absolutely, and that's one of the things I kind of learned about it today. I'm definitely going to keep reinforcing to our new trainee doctors and the primary care team, general practice team has expanded. Now we have physios, we have mental health mm. practitioners, we've got pharmacists, uh, physicians associates. So it's a lots of, it's, it's a much wider team. Mm. And it's really important, not just GPs, but the wider team knows about care navigation and what service is available in the community as well, because the patients see them all the time. So I'm, I'm now one part of the, t uh, the primary care team, exactly. as opposed to traditionally GPs and nurses. Yeah such a good point that we've got to remember we need to share this with all of the GP teams not just the GPs thank you so much Dr Selva you've brought such great sort of stories and with your connections to Tower Hamlets and your history in Tower Hamlets it's great to hear from you and I'm sure I hope our care navigators have enjoyed being on the podcast thank you for your time um, and that's it I think we've reached the end of the episode do you have any more to say Alex no I don't I think it's mm. been really insightful and thank you for everybody for coming along and sharing your thoughts on the service thank you so much um, so give us a following whatever platform you're listening from leave us a review and we'll be back very soon on another amazing round of discussions please do take a look at our website page I'm a GP in Tower Hamlets which has information on all of our services thank you and goodbye from all of us here in the community